0: renew your mind i love having coffee with my pastor it's just so personal be encouraged this is my favorite program pasta kong is just so real hot seat hot seat nourished in the word the question and answers are spot on pasta pasta kong, we love you. you this is the best
1: something new is brewing hi this is pasta kong i want to invite you to sit back relax and have a cup of coffee with me Join us for Coffee with Kong.
0: Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong, and I'm your host, Bernard. I'm so glad you can join me on this radio show where I get to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions and in the process, be well-equipped to understand about life, faith, and ministry. Well, we believe this show will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong He is the Senior Pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore, and ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week, answering emails that come in to us at connect at cityradio.sg. This series of shows will be called 3-in-1 Coffee, where we put together three episodes or emails of the same topic which have been covered through the years. This episode might seem like a mishmash of stuff put together and depending on how you look at it, it can be classified under the archives of Christian Hot Buttons. Now the first email is talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why did God put the tree in the Garden of Eden, knowing that Adam and Eve would eat of the fruit. Have you ever thought about it when you read the story in Genesis? What is your understanding of it? Well, sit back, relax, and let's have coffee with my pastor, Pastor Kong Hee Pastor, today I'm gonna to do something different. Mm. Two emails in one episode. Okay. Okay, we try that, okay? Okay. The first one, the topic is why pray? Why pray? Hello Pastor, my name is Stuart. I've been attending almost all the prayer meetings every Sunday morning and I wonder, why should I pray to God? He already knows the words that already are going to come out of my mouth. Am I not just saying and praying something that is obsolete? This question has been in my mind for quite some time. Thank you, Pastor. Okay,
1: number one, simple reason, because God wants us to pray. (laughs) I think we should do what God wants us to do. If my people who are called by my my name, name will pray. Wow. And then even Jesus Himself says, when you pray, not if you pray. The Bible says, we receive not because we ask not. Jesus says, until now you ask nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Mm. So the fact that God wants us to pray, Jesus wants to pray, and then the Holy Spirit who helps us in our weaknesses, mm. for we do not know what we, how we should pray, but He prays through, through. us. So, that tells us that God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit w- want us to pray. Does He know what are our needs? Of course He does.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, but prayer is a release of faith. It's, it's just like a man and woman being married. Obviously, the fact that they're married, it shows that they should love one another, right? Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, but yet, every husband, every wife, we want to hear the, hus- the, the spouse say, I love you, That's I love true. you. Mm-hmm. Now and the truth is, if you stop saying that somehow that love will wax cold. Wow. Yeah. Somehow when we stop praying, we will stop depending on God. We will live careless life. Wow. And we'll, our life will become powerless. The Bible says in James five that fervent prayer makes tremendous power available. available. So when we don't pray, we we'll live a powerless life. Wow. So so prayer is not just God. Here are my requests. Mm. Prayer is also an expression of, God, I'm depending on you. God, I'm obeying you. God, I'm reminding you of your word. Why do we need to remind God? God said, bring to my remembrance. Mm. God already knows his word, right? God is not, God doesn't have Alzheimer's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. And it's just like, then why do we need to receive Christ? God already knows who's going to receive him or not. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the point of inviting Jesus? I mean, if, if you go along that line, there's no end to this argument or there's no end to this line of thinking. Mm. And the most important thing is whatever the Bible says, we should do it.
0: And Pastor, not that you're saying it, I was just thinking about even Jesus praise,
1: praise. Even Jesus prays. And Jesus says that, you know, every He taught the disciples to pray the Lord's Prayer. It's yeah. called the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And that was meant... As an outline of a daily prayer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so.
0: Okay, Pastor. Moving on to my second email. Yes. Almost along this line, the, the topic is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. So, this girl by the name of Esperanza.
1: Wow, Esperanza. That is from what movie? I don't know. Yeah, 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 Esperanza. It's um. It's a cartoon? Is it a movie? A it's, a, it's a Disney movie. That's what I was thinking. I can't remember. Okay. Some one one right. of the princesses. That's right. And then
0: she wrote to us, Connect the CD Video Doc, and she said, Hi, Bernard. First of all, thank you and Pastor Kong for working so hard to create such a wonderful program week in and week out. I really enjoy listening in. I have a simple question to ask Why did God create the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Some argue that it was a gift Adam and Eve free will. While others argue
1: it was a gift what?
0: Adam and Eve free will that it was was to give them free will.
1: Oh, it was to give them free will.
0: Yeah. While others argue that it was to test Adam and Eve's obedience as God had already warned them not to eat from the tree. No, no, no. Listen to this, Pastor. For the first matter, God has already proven that He gave Adam and Eve free will by allowing them to choose fruits from other trees to eat and to name the birds of the air and the fishes of the sea and all that. So why did God put such a great test upon Adam and Eve. Right. Now she ends off. God is almighty and sovereign. Does he not already know that Adam and Eve will be fooled by the serpent and eat of the fruit? The Old Testament also recounted that many prophets have prophesied about the things that is to come. If he can empower the prophets to know the future, I suppose he already saw that Adam and Eve would eat the fruit
1: even before they Okay, let, let me throw a spanner into your uh, your your words. How about this verse? Before the foundations of the earth, he was the lamb that was slain. So even before God created the heavens and the earth, already in his mind, he knew that one day his son would die on the cross.
0: <laughs> now that is a huge spanner.
1: I yeah, say. yeah. And that, the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth.
0: And that was the final question. Hence my burning question. Why did God even create the tree in the first place? Knowing of the things... That is to come. What's the rationale behind
1: it? Okay, one of the early church fathers gave the answer to this. I cannot remember his name, but one of the early church fathers, and by that I mean the first two, three hundred years. I got it in my notes somewhere. Okay. (laughs) And they believed, the early church fathers believed, and mind you, they were amazing theologians. Mm. You know, the likes of Augustine and Jerome and Tertullian. Even 2,000 years ago, they know the word so well and they are very logical thinkers. Mm. You know, I mean, never for one moment think that people in the past are are not smart. You have Plato and Socrates and all that, you know, and Mm. they're very smart people. So the thought among some of the early church fathers was this, that the tree of knowledge of good and evil was put there from the beginning, not to tempt Adam. Actually, God wanted men to come to a place where they are mature to eat of that tree but Adam was not mature yet so God said don't touch this but God's ultimate purpose is for mankind to have the maturity where they have grown in God to such a level that they can God knows why it's good and evil doesn't make God unholy but Mm. Adam was not ready Eve was not ready Mm. God said don't touch it Mm. And then they went ahead and touch it. Okay, that's what the early church fathers believe. I can't okay. give you chapter and verse. Okay, I can't. I can't tell you. Okay. But that's what they believe.
0: And that's that sounds like a fair enough
1: fair enough conclusion, yeah, right? yeah. Conclusion, yeah. Right. Wow. So why did God still do it? Yeah, okay. Why?
0: No. Now I'm still thinking about your spanner.
1: Okay. Why? Okay. Before I go into my spanner. Yeah. Why does God do it? It it tells us one thing. You see, there are a lot of things in life, and not all the things are good for us. At at least mm. at our level. For example, that is why on television you have R-rated shows. Yes. You you have much f- shows for mature audiences. Yes. audiences because our kids, they are not ready to see the reality of the real world, so to speak. Okay. Which is very often uh, immoral, yes, and broken down and sin soaked. Mm. Yeah So We put up ratings Guys You know You have free will But you're not ready for this This is not good for you You will not be able to discern Right wow. and wrong Wow Right? So It's the same thing it's, Just think of it this way God said this is this rated Okay This is for mature audience Don't come close <laughs> The beautiful thing I love about this story is Yes God could have put Picket fences around it Barbed wires, electrocute, uh, ish, elect- <laughs> but, but like elect- <laughs> uh, voltage voltage, voltage fans, fence, <laughs> fences around it. Mm. But God didn't, because free will is more important. And to God, innocence is not always virtue. Just because. Oh, that is a tweet. Yeah, 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 innocence. You know, sometimes innocence can lead you to become gullible. If you have a person, I mean, you hear the story, a young boy, young girl, so sheltered, sanitized, so innocent, mm. they can easily get fooled. And that's exactly what happened to Adam and Eve. Got fooled by, by the servant. Got deceived. Actually, sorry, that was what happened to Eve. Adam was not deceived. Wow. Adam was not tempted. It was Eve who was tempted. Wow. Right? So Adam knew exactly. Adam sinned against God with his eyes wide open. But Eve was deceived So God wanted Adam To make a choice So It's only when our innocence is being tested That We know this is wrong And we make a decision We will not go this route Mm. That's the time when we have power (sighs) That's the time We move in power There are so many things in life that we know is wrong Mm. But as Christians we won't do it even if we have the, ch- the choice and the free will to do it, because we know this will, this will break God's heart, wow. because we love the Lord. So this is when our Christianity and our discipleship, we have power, we are fully consecrated.
0: And of course, as mature Christians, we, we mustn't be naive.
1: Yeah, mature Christians are not naive. That's right. We, we see life for what it is. Wow. Yeah, we see life, and we, we are able to accept the full spectrum of evil. And said no. Uh, we said that we would consecrate ourselves, and that's the power of devotion. See, that which is devoted will be empowered. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so on the on the question, the big spanner question about well, if God has known all things, why would He still go ahead and do it? Mm. This is a question that, as long as there's history, as long as mankind exists, it's a question of predestination. It's it's a very complex question to answer because we are trying to understand an infinite God with a finite mind. There's, there's no perfect question for everything. Just that we know one thing, God is all known. He knew the future from the past, mm. and yet at the same time, God does give us a choice, knowing fully well every decision we make will fulfill the future He already has seen. I want to leave you today with a verse from Exodus 23 and verse 22. It says, If you carefully obey His voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. There is the blessing of walking in obedience. God has given us a free choice. But every single day, let's walk in careful obedience to His voice, to all that He said. God bless.
0: How was that episode? I hope you're learning something that will better equip you and strengthen your walk in God. Now the next email is something along the lines of predestination. That's a super short email actually. Someone asked why did Jesus still keep Judas by his side knowing very well that he was going to betray him. There, I read it. Shortest email ever. Well, I assure you, you will be thoroughly blessed by this one. Burn race of coffee Pastor my coffee is About to come out Right now I am taking it out I'm actually very happy You know Pastor It's the most Wonderful time of the year
1: It's the most Wonderful, wonderful time yeah. <laughs> And we are drinking uh, From this brand That has a red cup And a white top uh,
0: Pastor we, we can't say the brand Because Yeah we, <laughs> They should pay us You know They but, should pay us Man <laughs> I tell you Pastor I can tell you What's the most wonderful drink Of the year is this drink I'm holding It's called the Toffee nut latte
1: The best drink
0: with a lot of sugar, right? I, I I don't think they make it very sweet for me. But
1: it's just lo- I just, just like the smell. The smell. The I the like smell. I like the the smell of coffee, but I don't like sweet coffee. Okay, Pastor I know. <laughs> I, have you still been drinking Americano? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't. No. I drink. I think soy latte. Soy latte.
0: Okay, Pastor Depending on how you look at today's question, yes, it might be a very short episode. Wow. Okay, I tell you why. Then we got more time to drink coffee. I don't know. I I, I don't know why I placed this at this time, but there is a reason because the title is called Judas. Judas is a very short email from James, from James Chuang. Okay. Mm. He says, hi, I would like to ask Pastor Kong. Mm. And this is his question. Why did Jesus keep Judas by his side after knowing he would steal from the treasury? (laughs) Thank
1: you, James Chuang. Pastor, depending on how you look at this question. I mean, questions like that, it borders around the realm of predestination. Like, God knows everything, and yet, why does He allow things to still go on? Exactly. I mean, you, you can uh, take this question, extrapolate it to, if God has known that Satan is going to uh, fall. fall, then yes. why why would God still go as ahead?
0: He, he still put him. As yeah, the, yeah, 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 go yeah. ahead
1: with it. It, and this is where, again, we infinite human being, limited in our understanding, <laughs> is trying to understand the wisdom of a unlimited, uh, infinite God, you know. And all we can, all I can say is this: all I can say is this. Yes. Did Jesus know that Judas was stealing from the treasury? I believe that obviously he has. he he, he knew it. He knew it by the gift of the discerning of spirit. He knew it, maybe he did some investigation. You must remember Jesus put aside his divinity yes. and to embrace humanity. Yes. So Jesus would have known that at some point Judas potentially was going to betray him. But
0: he would have known. He, he,
1: um, he, w- he would have his, his suspicion. This correct. is my feeling. Okay. This is this is not thus saith the Lord, but this is my interpretation of the Bible. Yes. That Jesus in his humanity would have have his strong suspicion Judas was the one but possibly it's all the way until just before the the crucifixion just before the last supper where Jesus knew that he knew that he knew Judas would betray him Jesus would have known he would have a traitor perhaps he wasn't very sure who exactly he was in his humanity, humanity. okay yeah so the next question is, of course God knew everything. Yes. So why did God still allow it to happen? You know, you, you also gotta take the fact that God is all knowing. That means He had knowledge of everything, past, present, and future. Yes, beginning, then, yes. Yeah. But yet God also provided a way out for everyone. Mm. The fact that God says that even before the foundation of the of the world, God already called, chosen. And God at the same time also caused his son to be the lamb that was slain before time began. That means God knew people will fail. And yet God provided a way out, a sacrifice for the whole world. Mm-hmm. So God knew the decisions we will make. Mm-hmm. And God knew in our bad decisions, he provided a way out. And that's, that tells me his goodness. Yes. Now, of course, just by this answer, immediately you can branch into another yeah, 20 yeah, questions. You, you're looking at my face now, okay, right Yes, <laughs> Yes. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to solicit unnecessary questions. So you, you ask me the questions that you have. So whether this is going to be a long episode or a short one depends on Bernard. Right.
0: No, 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 Pastor. <laughs> I mean, really at this point in time, so we can also continue to say further that, why did Jesus still keep him other than knowing that he stole from the treasury? Still keep it after, after knowing that he was going to betray him.
1: That- so the question is, when did Jesus know? Did Jesus mm. n- know it, uh, you know, just before the, the Last Supper? Did Jesus know it even before he called the 12? Did Jesus know it? You does that, know, does that it, matter? I think it makes a lot of difference. I think it makes a lot of difference mm. because if Jesus knew it, by the gift of the Spirit, as in his humanity, like you and I, mm. which I personally believe he did. Yes. Then Jesus, while he knew all things and he knew the hearts of men, while he knew all things as the Son of God, yet in his humanity, there is certain areas where he's not hundred percent sure. Mm. Look, Jesus, you think about this, Jesus. Okay. Yes. As God. Yeah. surely he knew when he's going to come back a second time yes but yet in his humanity he said I don't know only the father knows the time and the hour
0: mm. so pastor by by okay we, we try to not make this too long an episode by this fact that Jesus I mean knowing that he was going to have a, a, a thief in, in Judas and a a traitor in Judas which can it be fair to say that he he was also showing God's goodness in that sense by still keeping him his goodness I don't know his goodness.
1: I can't be 100% sure there's one possibility he wanted to be merciful because even at the last supper in John 13 where he knew already Judas was going to betray him yeah. but yet I believe there's a there's a verse in John 13 he said he loved all of them to the very end so did Jesus love Judas? Yes, he did. Mm. Yeah, he did. Okay, Pastor. So there's a school of thought that Jesus knew and Jesus, just like Simon Peter that denied Jesus, Jesus yeah. just like Thomas that had doubts. Doub- doubting Thomas. Yeah. Jesus was hoping that Judas would repent. There's mm. a school of thought that think that way. Okay. But yet there's also another school of thought that say he knew Judas was going to be what the Bible called a son of perdition, that means a son of destruction. Mm. And and that Judas had made certain decisions that eternally he would lose his salvation. Mm. And Jesus went along with it because it's not my will but yours be done. Wow. So that's also another school of thought. Too many schools of thought, Pastor. Be- because <laughs> No, we are we are really yeah, in the fine. realm of speculation. That's
0: right, it's true, true. We're so finite in our thinking, trying yeah. to understand.
1: Okay. Yeah. I what understand. what is what is certain is this. Judas was a traitor. Yeah. Judas was loved by Jesus, trusted by Jesus, but yet he betrayed Jesus for thirty pieces of silver. Judas ended his own life. He took matters in his own hands. Mm. And for that, you know, he'll be eternally lost. What we do know Jesus died for the whole world yeah. and God loves the whole world Yeah, and now all the little nuances here and there mm. I think only one day when we go to heaven that we have all the answers we'll ask all the questions right? then we ask all the questions to the man himself Amen. the man Christ Jesus <laughs> Amen. I want to leave you with this scripture from John 13 and verse 1 especially for those of you who are wondering did Jesus love even someone like Judas Iscariot He says in verse 1, It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. This is one of the most beautiful scriptures to me. Jesus loved us to the end. God bless.
0: I hope you're enjoying the show so far and you have a burning question or topic to suggest on the show, please feel free to write to me, connect at cdradio.sg, don't be a stranger okay and I'll do my best to reply you ASAP. The last and final email is really a good one, you know, if you're familiar with the story of Jonah, he got swallowed by a big fish. Now the question posed to us was, was he really, like literally, swallowed by a fish? Or was he shipwrecked and he was out in the ocean and he was under the constellation, the stars that formed a fish which resembled the belly of a fish? That's quite new, right? I know. You know the answer? Enjoy this one. I got a pretty interesting email i think this email for all the five years we've been recording uh, coffee Econ, we've never had this question okay past that. so it's i don't think it's a hot seat question okay but it's quite interesting it says the title is called the story of jonah Mm. Alright Jonah Alright mm. Somebody uh, wrote to us uh, Connect at ctvideo.org and she says Dear Ben Thank you for constantly And faithfully recording This show all these years I'd like to clarify With Pastor Kong On what I've seen On a documentary Regarding Jonah In the belly of the whale He <laughs> showed that the event Was actually It had to do With the constellation Of the stars When it happened <laughs> So Jonah Was never In the whale's belly The Bible book Of Jonah <sighs> talks about the prophet Jonah being swallowed by a, and he open and close inverted commas, whale. He lives in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. Jonah 1 verse 17. He is then sped out on the shore. This is a very odd story. First of all, the original Hebrew says, doesn't say whale, it says big fish. Big difference. Second of all, there are no fish that can swallow a human being whole. And even if there was one, the fish stomach acid would have killed the guy in the stomach so he puts a link there you know blogs and all that so where do we draw the conclusion where all along uh, during bible studies we have been taught that Jonah was indeed in the belly of the whale so which is real and which is myth there are also many others that i've read and watched is there any book or website that you can recommend for us to know or study more in-depth and he puts that i'm also an SOT graduate thanks for reading this hopefully it can put PK on the hot seat.
1: Mom regards signs off as TT. So, okay, TT, you, you ask a, a question that is really in the realm of apologetics. That means, how do we explain difficult passages in the Bible? Yeah. Now, um, actually, you, you can do your own research and if you Google, is it possible for Jonah to be swallowed by a fish? There'll be a lot of good articles there for you to consider and think about. Mm. First of all, to answer your question, scientifically speaking, is there a uh, possibility that a man can be swallowed by a fish, mm. even by a whale. Now, you, you got to know that in the original uh, text, the, that fish got prepared a great fish. Yeah. Now, how it came to be about that it was it became a whale was because to the people at that point in time, the biggest fish that they know in the sea is the whale. Well, yeah. 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 yeah, But you got to know a few things. There are a lot of sea creatures that still marine biologists have yet to discover. Yeah, uh, for example, the Bible talks about a great sea creature called the uh, Leviathan, and I mean, yes. nobody have ever seen what, seen what it is, but it's in the Bible. Mm. And yet, uh, during the World War II, there are many British uh, navy captains that have sailed through the. The ocean, mm. they write down in their captain's log that they they saw a humongous something is something like almost a prehistoric sea creature, mm. and they really felt that that is the biblical Leviathan. Wow, you know, and, and even people like Derek Prince talk about that mm. because he served in the World War Two. Wow. So we we don't really know. So there are mysteries that we don't really know. Yes. Okay, but let's talk about the fact. Is it? Possible for a man to be swallowed up by a fish? I think that if you if you search the internet, you find that there are many such examples. So, next question is: Can the person survive? There have been uh, records of people surviving hmm. after being swallowed by uh, great sea creatures. Uh, for example, there's a guy called James Bartley in the 1800s, and he he was found alive in a whale's stomach after uh, being cast overboard near the Falkland Islands. Hmm. Now, but then later on, there are people that criticize and say that uh, that's not true. He he made up the story, you know. uh, So, we we don't really know. And then, there's another claim by, uh, about this sailor that fell overboard from a trawler in the English Channel and a gigantic whale shark came and swallowed him. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, 48 hours after the accident, they the the shark was being was being shot, and then when they open up, open up, mm. you know, and they found that this guy was still alive. He's mm. he's shocked mm. but yeah. still alive. I mean, somehow, you know, the digestive juices didn't uh, consume him consume yeah. him, and and um, and he was able to breathe somehow. What? So we don't know. That's the point <clears throat> is that we don't know. Now, yes. when you read the Bible what you want to ensure is that it doesn't go against common sense. Yes. So is it possible for a man to be swallowed by a shark and and to survive yeah. even then? I think the possibility is there. Yes. But then when you read the Bible, you must remember the Bible is a miracle book. Yes. That's why it's by faith. We are safe. So the point here is that if you rule out the miraculous, then there is no chance you can accept a lot of things like the virgin birth like Jesus walking on the water. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, correct. So the point here is that God prepared a fish for Jonah. Yes. So God used this story. That means obviously if God prepared it, God would have made provision that, that the fish is big enough to swallow Jonah up. Yeah. Digestive juices will not consume him. He'll be able to breathe and survive for the period of time. Wow. But God prepared him because God wanted him to send a message to Nineveh. Yes. Okay, that's number one. Number two, is that God wanted this story to be used as an object lesson mm. for the time when Jesus Christ was spent three days and three nights in the depths of the earth, in Hades, for the salvation of mankind. So just like Jonah was three days and three nights in the sea, yes. Jesus, three days and three, three nights, nights will, will be in, in inverted commas, in hell yeah. to take the punishment for sin. So God prepared all this as an object lesson. So I don't find a contradiction there between faith and intellect. And of course, you you know, you're dealing with the miraculous over here. I want to leave you today with Matthew 22 and verse 37. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. So when we approach the Bible, we must be able to reason with God. But at the same time, when our reasoning comes to its limitation, we must step into the realm of faith and love him and trust him that what he says in his word is true.
0: We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a burning question or a topic to suggest, write to us, connect at cdradio.sg. Connect at cdradio.sg. To find out more about City Harvest Church, visit our website at www.chc.org.sg. Don't forget to follow Pastor Kong He on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. At PS Kong
1: At PS Kong
0: God bless you and stay safe.